Welcome to the Soma Soulworks Podcast. We hope here to equip, empower, and inspire a global community of creatives through rich, Christ-focused conversation. Thanks for joining us today. All right. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Um, and uh, we are starting a series, and we'll see how long it goes. And it's broadly on this topic I'm going to call modern monasticism because I always like alliteration. And anytime I can do that, I, I take the opportunity. Um, but basically, we're talking about how the world affects us and what we can do to prevent against it. So I want to start. Um, John Eldridge has a book came out, I want to say about two years ago, called Get Your Life Back. And he starts in the introduction with this, uh, with this beginning. He says, there is a madness to our moment. And we need to name it for the lunacy that it is hmm. because it's taking our lives hostage. First, there's this, the blistering pace of life. Email felt so efficient when it replaced the letter and texting seemed like rocket fuel when it came along, but it didn't make our lives more spacious. We simply had to keep up. And now we're living at the speed of the swipe and the like. We are moving so fast through our days that typing a single sentence feels cumbersome. So I use that that quote, by the way, thank you, John, um, for a way to set up a couple of questions we want to ask about what is the world demanding of us, especially our technology? How does that affect our spirits? And what can we do to, frankly, like what's it costing us? I think is a good place to start. Um, what is the demands? And then uh, and basically what can we do about it? So with respect to kind of topics, mm-hmm. I thought we could start the series off with this conversation of, of that that observation. How does this current world affect us, our work life, our technology life? What does it demand? And what do we do about it if we want to seek, there's going to be a phrase I'm going to try to use, a well-ordered inner life. Because I think that's a good definition of what monasticism is. It's just mm-hmm. a well-ordered inner life. Um, and so let's kind of get there through the back door. Let's start with, on the Malmanac, the you are here. Talk about your life. Talk about what demands the world puts on you and what does it cost your soul? Just the thing that immediately jumped out when you were reading that is the fact that all this efficiency did not open up space. The whole point of being <laughs> efficient is so that you can do get things over quicker and like have more time. But all we've done is fill that more time with more, more load, stuff. <laughs> more, more stuff. stuff. So it's now it's now it's not, oh, I can get eight hours of work done in four hours it's i can now fit 16 hours into eight hours (laughs) Um, and that's a pretty messed up way that i've been living and just recently have been really coming to terms with trying to live at that slower pace Mm. and also right off the bat like when you do kind of fall into what the world's asking you to do right now in this crazy fast-paced life it does lead to death yeah. Like it's it's not like it's oh this is harder. No, no, it's just you you will die cuz it's it just, just too me. much. And we're not made for that. That was I think some of the points he makes. And yeah. I haven't read the whole thing, but Yeah. I think as I go into the mode where I want to do more and just keep busy busy like oh, I'm I'm literally dying and stressing out and like all the other things that lead to to death and like that's important to realize this is not good for us as humans. Yeah. Yeah. We were not built for this pacing. So, um, what is the worst offender? And and uh, and I want to I want to 
kind of start where there's this word going out there called the attention economy. Mm-hmm. And we see it, we see it in gaming, we see it in advertising, we see it in social media. And there's this notion that literally the measure of, vol- of value that people are saying is like, can I have your attention? And there's a part of it that's like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But the moment I think about it, it's so insidious that we have robot AIs <laughs> who are not trying to provide value. They're not, they're not even trying to make money. They're simply trying to get your attention relentlessly. Mm. And, and they're really good at it. They're, when I watched the, the uh, Social Dilemma, one of the things that really struck me was there's not like an evil baron back there. Like Mark Zuckerberg may be a lizard, but he's not the devil. <laughs> and he he doesn't really care what you do with this. Like because he's got robots, he's got AIs who who just watch every stupid thing you do and just get more of your attention. That's all they care about. Mm. And whether or not you can turn that into a monetization is a different question. But there's no evil person to blame. In and, and I, I in some way, that felt really disappointing. Like, I wanted to blame somebody. Mm. I mean, the worst I could do is, I guess, blame the person who programmed the AI. But that seems sort of dumb. Mm. So I just found that really striking. Especially with a ton of companies you're basically saying, ooh, over here, over here. Yeah. And so that noise in your day, obviously, on your phone is the biggest thing, which leads to the world at your fingertips. And they're always trying to get you in some sort of way and it, it's so different than 10 years ago which is so different than 10 years before that which is right. so different yeah right it's just really upped the level of attention getting has gone up to this extreme point so it is tough to say no i would point out that it not only is that on the advertising side or side with ai and stuff like that but also even with jobs and stuff like that the way you get noticed is by gaining attention in the workplace like mm. you have to you have to fight for your ability to be able to get to get that promotion, to get uh, hired. Yeah, um, so, so much of our energy is going into, hey, please notice me. Right. Right. Because base level without that marketing expertise in yourself, which not everyone can market themselves well, you, you end up just kind of, your base self is not enough. Outing myself as a 90s kid, I was... Uh feel like I was born in a really interesting transitionary time where I absolutely remember the world before internet, before cell phones, before social media and always on and always this or that. But I've also like known it for so long that it's pretty pervasive and feels like it's always been there. And yet I also am not deeply entwined in that world. Like I've dabbled and been for a few months at a time on probably all the social media sites but I've never I lurk I don't participate I don't vie for the attention and I'm very easily able to just kind of like uh put those down and forget about them for six eight twelve months years um whatever like because to me, the while the the pace of life absolutely is being affected by by social media I've been the most affected by by the post-industrial revolution drive to just provide value. And I think one of the most uh, vis- uh, in-your-face ways that people are trying to prove that they have value is through these social medias. But for me, it was, it was grades. Um, and that it was like, oh, I, if I'm got, you know, something about 
always having to try to improve to hit this higher letter, higher letter, higher letter, or maintain the highest letter that you can or whatever, that I came out of that system a little bit burnt out and angry, I guess. But then I, I, I lost all meaning for, for a while of like, well, all of my self-worth came from these numbers and, and mm. letters. What, where's my self-worth now that I'm not getting grades anymore? And so I put that then in my work and I guess it was like, well, I guess it's now, uh, how much am I getting paid? How many hours a day am I putting in? Like, mm. is there room for advancement or something? And having like, all right. It, but there was, there was something so weird there because the way school works is you put in your, your seven to three thirty or whatever. Then you go home and put in another like five hours of the homework eat go to bed when I suddenly had like okay I'm at work nine to five and then I go home and then it's like well uh okay I am no longer producing anything (laughs) therefore I must be a waste of flesh a waste of skin like what do I do to produce value and I think that mindset is what leads to well then I guess I better take to social media and start getting those numbers to go up like there there was just a new way Mm. to add ranking and value filling this void because we were not prepared to come into the real world and know how to use free time for Mm. rest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It occurs to me like one of the things, and this goes back many more years, like you said, like industrial revolution, like everything has to be measured. And Mm. so it's this, there's this industry just of measuring everything. So it it starts with dollars become hours, become grades, become likes and, and shares we have to measure every little thing and it's and even your phrase like provide value one of the things we've tried to say it's say it's Sonoma, but it's so it's so hard to get your hands around is what if you just valued people because of who they are not what they do exactly like mm. be the value not provide value you just are value embody it yeah and that's totally new mindset for me that i've been coming to terms with in like you know last six months or something it's like huh huh yeah, that's kind of like reminds me of stuff that obviously Jesus and the apostles say, oh, like you're a son or daughter of a God. Oh, well, that's everyone. So you're valued just because. And yeah. that's enough. And that's enough. And that's hard in this day and age to just yeah. think of. It's wait, the hardest truth have. to come to terms with believing. When, like, it's just like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I just have intrinsic value. Like, <laughs> intrinsic value does not compute <laughs> so you mean i can do work for you is that what you mean like no that's not what i mean i want to um you just mentioned a thing sammy about <laughs> i try not to put words in your mouth but signal like you were talking about doing a thing recently like just a minute ago oh yeah like tell me that story so i have recently uh you know i felt like for a good choice few years between getting my first phone and um think probably starting partway through college maybe after college it was like like just feeling like I was a sort of a prisoner to my phone like it had to be near me at all times because Mm. somebody needed to get a hold of me and if they couldn't get a hold of me I might be in trouble or this and that there was just this whole like it has to be there and then as the phones got smarter like since this was even (laughs) starting back when it was just you know I had minutes on a on a track phone um but then when it started getting smarter, there was more like notifications and this and that and check this game mm. or check that blah, blah, blah. Like, and there was something like, I think there's sort of a thrill and a fun at first, but like after years and years, I'm like, I'm just so sick 
and mm-hmm. tired of having this dang thing in my pocket buzzing like work can reach me at any hour of the day and i'm just like more and more i just leave it places i don't take it to church i didn't take it here today um i like to just put that thing in a corner and just leave it there and it was it's so freeing and liberating like especially like going on walks like i I love going out and being like all right if no (laughs) if people wanted to reach me they can reach me two hours from now like i'm just Mm. gonna go in nature and observe sit enjoy talk to my uh the the people i'm with um and just actually be in that moment and really that all started uh a few years back with jb like he was really encouraging that in people of living the the slower paced life being more he embodied that just being present with people and Mm. i admired that so much that i'm just like i'm gonna start doing that i'm just gonna be like oh you're talking to me like everything can wait which it was a really hard um transition as well having the sort of like ocd anxiety type (laughs) stuff where it's like oh that buzzes i better look at that right now and it's like no 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 (laughs) so i just need that temptation gone otherwise i will look at it gb used to um Hmm. he started this thing this is now probably 10 years ago um we saw we went to see a movie by tiffany schlain which was a neat movie called connected like really good movie but sort of her challenge at the end of this was what she called digital shabbat she's Hmm. like take the principle of sabbath just turn all your devices off one day a week and see what happens (laughs) and uh he john uh, picked that up and one of the first things that happened is like almost all of his circle of friends and colleagues were really mad at him <laughs> because it meant that on Sunday they couldn't reach him. They couldn't text him. They're like, what do you mean you're not available? He's like, I'm, I'm not available. And they just didn't know how to process this. <laughs> and you say it out loud. You're like, that's dumb. Yeah. But it happened so instantly. And, uh, and I know that, I know that he would say how freeing that was for him. Mm. And it became kind of a point of a spiritual practice. Like this is good for my heart. Um, mm. But then you try to talk to people about that. Just like if you haven't done this, just take an experiment. Is just suggest that like you turn all your devices off one day a week, and they'll look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. Like, what do you mean you don't have your phone with you? Are what, you like, what if something happens? Which is the social pressure side of always being available. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not normal. Then, in fact, that's wrong. Is kind of what you're saying. It's somehow like. Wrong. Wait a second. That's. That's definitely not wrong. So why are you saying it's wrong yeah. and? And it's about them. It's not even about you. Yeah. I can't reach you. Yeah. It's I'm, wild. I'm going to date this episode as well. I'm sorry. I'm just dating all things all day long. But you know, you with can't do this the, anymore because you're not, not allowed to date. To date. Oh, dang. Uh, you're right. You're right. Uh, but um, with Stranger Things having just come out recently, mm. there is this, this mystical longing for a time where like now they people do still have contact. But, you know, there's this really interesting dynamic there that I think a lot of people look at and like, especially with younger, I've been interacting with younger crowds and realizing how old I truly am. Uh, but they're like, you, you can't just call people when there's an emergency. Like you can't reliably get a hold of people. Like, what do you mean in the eighties people just like didn't have phones? Right. <laughs> you know, there's just the, mm-hmm. You watch the, this and thing. the freedom of the children, though, to go and break the law, right, <laughs> and fight monsters, because <laughs> mm. no one can reach them. Because nobody can no reach you. They can't catch on. you. They can't. They can't track you. Like mm. government didn't have the tracking devices yet. 
that's that's just a wild thought. Okay, just keep going. Like, what else does the world require of you? What where else does it like extract this from you? So, uh, in addition to the attention, right, in order to sell you something or grab your time, it, I think the time suck is the other part of that. Like, your time is literally taken away of things that you would want to do because now you're doing things that they're telling you you need to do, which is not a need at all. It's actually just something that they want in order to get some sort of value out of you or money, you know, longer term. So it's not just individual social media stuffs. It's also just the constant being aware or being available is another piece. Like how do you say no to that always being available? And like that goes back to where am I spending my time and who's sucking my time away that I don't need to give away because mm-hmm. it is ours to use. So that just, yeah, it's it's weird to say no to all the different things that tie to the world because it does. It tries to drain you of your time, which is important because especially when it's one of JB's focuses is like, oh, the people in front of you or my family. I'm going to say no to everyone else because they're not as important. <laughs> and that was where he's put those time into the people that were in front of him and the family. And that's what I'm trying to do more of too is like, is my time spent poorly in those other areas, where should my time be spent? Okay, yeah, let's make sure I make habits that reflect that. So, yeah. There's something that I've been talking with my husband about recently. Um, and those of you who've been listening know I have a one year old. And one of the things that I find myself doing when I'm hanging out with her uh, is I find myself on my phone because mm. she start, uh, she's at a place where she's kind of doing some engaging play, but at the same time, she start also will have like easily like 15 to 20 minutes of just like hyper focusing on stacking cups <laughs> which is not really a you can kind of make that into joint play but you can't always make that into joint play and it gets really boring for me after a while <laughs> i'm not really that into stacking cups <laughs> for 15 to 20 minutes to 30 Again. minutes at a time right. um and so then for me it's like well you're doing that and i'm because of the other things on my plate on that my responsibilities from work my responsibilities from maintaining other relationships outside of my daughters and mine i will find myself tired and coming to this point where it's like okay it is easy for me to just kind of retreat and let my mind be like a little bit uh have a break by just letting it not put out like like and not have to think through like what is engaging but like just like intaking instead and like still like looking over making sure she's doing okay she hasn't gone into something she shouldn't like still like listening and watching out for her but not necessarily engaging with her it's something i'm and so it's just something that i've been working through it's like i know that's a issue with more than just my parenting right now but like how to be a good parent for a child who and how that that kind of works is it's hard also to just not when to to escape when you uh some of the that when your time when your energy is low yeah and it's so easy to be able to just sit there with a screen in front of you Mm -hmm. i think you've said something pretty good too like i think i want to be clear not not to overstate like all phones bad no phone because (laughs) there are ways to use your phone redemptively like you can, uh, you know, personally, I've also been coming to the fact with sometimes I've been really racked with guilt when I want to spend a couple hours on Pinterest looking at like hyper focusing on arts and craft tutorials or like how to draw 
tips and tricks and stuff. And at first I thought, I mean, maybe it's, um, maybe I'm lying to myself. I don't know. But like there is a, I think, a good way that you can use passive intaking of the phone and stuff as long as it's not like an all-consuming and also the you know for me the guilt was over like well if i'm just looking at what other people do in art i'm not producing art myself hmm. but then there's also then there's the slippery slope trick of like oh but looking at other people's art is kind of like studying for being an artist and like just learning how to comfortably just do things because it's fun and not assign it a value <laughs> yeah um a lot which is a lot of a phony phone phone apps and stuff I want to bring up so this reminds me of and yours in particular Aaron reminds me of um years ago I was watching a Dinotopia show and they like it was just a little show but there was just a moment and I'm like literally walking past the screen as my kids are watching it so I'm not even paying attention but they're teaching a class and th one of their like principles was I will do one thing at a time huh. and I remember like literally being like slain with conviction in that moment as I'm walking by the TV screen because I'm doing 17 things. I am doing like like the world right now like champions multitasking. Mm -hmm. Like this is a thing that everyone should do because it's good. It's it's a virtuous thing to multitask. And yet I'm watching this thing on Dinotopia and it felt that's what felt right. Mm -hmm. Like and so I think I think when we talk about a well-ordered inner life, like the fruit of that is just the ability to be present. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's more to it, but like one of it, it's like, can I be in this moment and not thinking about other things, not being distracted, not waiting for that moment where I can look at my phone again, like just trying to squeeze every little moment. And so the idea like to have that pace of that pace of my spirit hmm. that had room that could be singularly focused, that could be present. I want that. Do one thing fully instead of 13 things half yeah like mm. yeah yeah that's the dream the goal this... it, it reminds me like even as we're just having this conversation my phone's going off and yeah it, yeah it, my fault i did forgot to turn the door on, do not disturb but uh that's just our world yeah every other thing is like bing 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 bing, bing like ah <laughs> and every time a, a new uh windows update drops there's <laughs> more and more notifications yeah. vying for my attention i'm like how do i turn you off i am just trying to do my job stop telling me what the yeah. pollen mm -hmm. forecast is mm -hmm. the opt-in is kind of something new where they're starting to do more of which is good for us but it is strange because you usually don't like when you do updates like i'm sorry you will be getting new updates but i didn't choose that no, no i'm sorry you're getting this oh so it's yeah but hopefully there will be a shift more towards opt-in only where you choose what you want to have in your face yeah. all the time. So the other thing, the other phrase that I've been hearing a few times this year that kind of relates to what you're talking about, Chris, um, is we, we need permission to be bored, like literally doing nothing. Yes. And my mind is now like, oh, I can't think of anything. I want to go to my phone. I want to go to my entertainment. I want to go to something I want to think about. I want to go look up something, research something which is all the norm, right, of the, the daily thinking, at least for me. Just like if I'm having a moment where I don't have to do anything and I do have space and if there's nobody in front of me that is relationship building or whatever it may be, and then I go to this, wait a second, but I can be doing other things. What We need to give ourselves permission to be bored. And then I've tried that a few times in the evenings and it's so strange, like, 
I'm <laughs> sitting here and I'm not doing anything. I'm not going for a book. I'm not going for my media. I'm playing a game. I really want to play a game right now. And then it just feels so odd because it's so um, outside the normal. So it's like retraining, like, oh, it's okay. You don't need activity all the time for your brain. The lost art of just vibing. <laughs> like, man, with our recent thunderstorms and torrential downpours, like my favorite thing to do is just throw the window right open and I just yeah. stare at the rain and mm. listen to the sound and I just feel the coolingness because like I've got a nice balcony deck that I can just throw up and lay on bed and be like, yes, this is good. Mm. And that yeah. so liberating. Mm. Um, as, as kind of to tie this session off, I want to kind of lead into what we'll talk about next is like, okay, this is, this is a description and it's not nearly exhaustive of the world we live in, which is to say sort of the fishbowl that we swim in. If you want to use that metaphor, the desert fathers, in like the second century <laughs> like okay so like way before internet phone anything in the second century the desert fathers felt like the whole world especially cities was was a giant giant risk to their faith hmm. and so sort of the the impulse towards monasticism starts at least in christianity in this notion of like we have to get away from this world because it mm. interrupts it because at one point like the, the thing was just this clear if if even good relationships my family my friends even if those are good if they prevent me from having that with god then i'm out of balance hmm. so the i think that the case for modern monasticism has to work its way back to god if it doesn't get there then it's a social experiment it could be good <laughs> but it's not monasticism hmm. Um, Truth. and so, so I want to probably, as we start forward, like, how do we basically protect that space for the, for the, that boredom, that gelling out, that vibing just with God. And, uh, so I think that's what we're going to be talking about. So with that, I think we're going to tie this session off with one last word, which yeah. is from JB, which is slow down, do less, love, love more. more word. All right, y'all. That's the session for today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for today's conversation. You can find us online at somasoulworks.org and continue these conversations with our small group curriculum. We hope to see you next time and have a great day.